Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome in to the Thursday show. We were not here last week, so you were deprived your weekly dose of Pierre Newsom of Fox 9, <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, and the people were furious with me. I was at the Gaylord Texan just, um, you know, chilling out, you know, enjoying my day. And people were like, hey, where's Pierre? That's that's pretty much what I was expecting to hear on a Thanksgiving day. Everybody was like, you know, yeah, no, forget the turkey, forget the family, forget the football. We're, Where's Pierre? We're Where's not, my dose of it? Yeah, that's what they wanted. Yeah, we're not watching what most of America is. We've decided yeah. to tune in to this very specific YouTube channel. And Pierre, before we get going, I have some breaking Baylor news off the top. Um, Baylor is going to hire uh, – Jake Spavital is their next offensive coordinator. Uh, he was at Texas A&M. He's been at West Virginia. Cal, he was the head coach at Texas State. Uh, and he's been at Cal two different stints. But uh, he is on his way to Baylor to replace Jeff Grimes. There might be other offensive staff things. And I, I'm doing it this way. Look, I don't break news, and I didn't break this story. Um, you know, Smoking Colt from our site broke it. Um, so they've broken it, but two days ago, uh, every day on the main show here, I do, uh, Paul Catalina's top five. It's at the end of the show and there's a list of different things. I'm sure as a fan of me, you've tuned into many of them. Many, yeah. many. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pretend, but, uh, <laughs> I am a big fan of you though. Do not yes. get that crossed up. No, but, um, I, uh, so I did a list of top five Baylor OC candidates and the only kind of, you know, hint I would have gotten like through the grapevine at all was that they maybe were looking for somebody with head coaching experience because Dave Aranda is going to call the defensive plays. Uh, so he'll need somebody who can kind of run the offensive side like a head coach would because he will be spending more time in the defensive meeting rooms than the offensive meeting rooms. So that was the only hint I got. Number five on that list was Jake Spavital. Uh, and I did Is that. that right? Yes. And I do like these things. Very rarely do I do them on inside information. It is research and trying to mix and match things or just kind of sometimes it's just opinion. Today's is on transfer quarterbacks, of which I wish uh, I had known about the latest one going into the, the portal that just happened like 10 minutes ago. I would have put him on this list, although his is kind of obvious where he's going to go. And we'll talk about that in a second. But um on our website, Sikkim365.com, very rarely do they put one of my top fives in a message board thing and go because they're not often about Baylor. Um, but they did put it in there, and Smokey called my attention to it. Now, not to besmirch what we do in our company, but I'm not a message board guy. I never have been. I never will be. But Smokey called my attention to it. So my curiosity was piqued, Pierre, to see what people thought of it. And okay. to say that they were unhappy with my choices and had many of them had things to say. I mean, literally, it was um, I felt like I was getting tomatoes thrown at me, like in the old time, like in vaudeville. Like, that's what yeah. it was. And yeah. so uh, when I was alerted to the news a second ago, Garrett, can you describe the touchdown dance and celebration and taunting I did to those people on the message board it, well, but while editing for um, a PG-13 audience? I mean, it was like Florida State had won the natty. That's the only thing I can <laughs> think of. Like, just dancing like Florida State had won the natty all over again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because, <laughs> again, like these people, you know, kind of called me out. And I'm right. like, look, man, I didn't do this from any inside information at all. I did this from my brain. All right. Correct. That's <laughs> so, a little connecting of the dots. How do you like that? Yeah. So, you know, 
I just feel like, again, starting this show today, I feel as fired up as I've maybe ever have in a positive way. And it's because I'm able to chew on the bones of my enemies. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that, I, I, I wish nothing more for you than to be able to do that on a daily basis. <laughs> just sucking the marrow of life out yeah, of them right one there. bite at a time. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I have a friend here who said that when he dies, he wants to have his ashes uh, spread, but not in the conventional way. He wants to give everybody a, um, a little bag of them with a name of a person he doesn't like and to go throw them at him. <laughs> I like that. I like that very much. Actually, you know, when you were just talking about having tomatoes thrown at your face, uh, I actually was cutting a rather large tomato last night and was amazed actually at the crispness of it. You know, I thought it'd be a little bit softer. So I was like, if you get a tomato just hawked at your face, I think it's going to hurt a little bit more than I originally thought. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So Pierre, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? I, I'm sure you had to work a little bit. Um, Actually, as a matter of fact, I did not. Okay, I was off on Thanksgiving. It was a great day. I watched um, Geno Smith completely wreck my fantasy team. And before anybody asks, why is Geno Smith even on your fantasy team? It's a two quarterback league. So the, the options are limited. Mm -hmm. So, but outside of that, couldn't couldn't have been better my friend could Good not deal. have been better it was terrific Good deal well well I certainly always miss talking to you when I get the chance to um, Yeah Pickham has not gone your way uh it did not go your way last week and I'll, I'll tell you that like people haven't seen it in 2 weeks but I just did the math and um not that you've really come back to the pack you could have afforded a couple of of bad weeks but uh I'm not so far behind you anymore that bowl season uh won't help me make it up. I'm glad that you brought this up because I was thinking about this today and I honestly do not remember. The only pick that I remember making was Michigan. Yeah. And after that, I don't remember who I picked. Oh, I, you know what? I think I lost the North Carolina game. You lost North Carolina uh, and, and Kansas state. Okay. So three and two is not bad. No, 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 no. but that, that's okay. a bad, that's a terrible week for you. It, it, yeah. Well, that was, I was just about to say, did Jack catch up to me yet? No, uh, Jack also, um, Jack had is four and one the last two weeks, so he needed to be okay. five and zero oh to catch you. And now he's okay. he's he's a little bit further behind. Like he's he's within shouting distance, but yeah, he it's is. About to, Even, but it's about the same. It's Jack, about the Jack's same. been breathing down my neck the last three weeks. Yeah. So um, the the worst news of it all is for Levi, who is now tied with Garrett, because Garrett has had hey. two two good weeks in a row, going nine and one in the last two wow. weeks. Like I wow. have gone nine and one in the last two weeks. So I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. I love that for Garrett, by the way. Yeah, that's you, great. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, Pierre, um, we've got championship week. We've got the transfer portal. Yeah. We've got the coaching carousel. You're in the heart of Big Ten country, and we'll talk about this. Jonathan Smith, the new head coach, all three quarterbacks left, which um, one of them was – I'm not even going to talk to him because he didn't recruit me when I was, you know, living in the state he was coaching in. <laughs> so, right. So I'm not doing right. that. Then the other two left because I think they were told, like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's those meetings that happen and now they have the transfer portal. I think the dirty little secret is people always thought that like, you couldn't get, like you got a four year scholarship. So like you'd only get cut from the team if you broke the rules or, you know, or if you got injured beyond, you know, ability to play anymore, but they're right. really four one year deals and yeah. the schools got to do that, but the players didn't. So that's where the transfer portal has kind of balanced this out a little bit more. But now with the portal, when a new coach comes in, like you saw, people saw Deion Sanders last year very famously walk in that meeting room and said, I'm bringing my own bags in there, Louie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and look, <laughs> let's face it, he brought a couple of Louie bags and the rest were Samsonites. That's correct. <laughs> but, yes, well said. <laughs> at four and eight. But that's his intent is to do that. And so he told them, like, look, you got to get in the portal. Like, you know, we're going to have meetings with all of you and you're going to wind up in the portal. And so yeah. uh, that happens a lot when a new coach comes in. You come in and you're like, well, look, we're going to probably bring in our own guy. And to that end, DJ Uyangale is now in the portal looking for his third school, which um, 
I would not be surprised if he's listed himself as do not contact, meaning he's already decided where he wants to go. Uh, yeah. And that's probably going to be Michigan State. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. That would seem to be the the logical. Yeah, you, you you would think that that a quarterback who had a you know pretty darn good year at Oregon State would want to follow the head coach to wherever he's going. That I mean, I mean it makes sense. Yeah. I um, you know, I I just I, I'm still getting used to all this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still getting used to this and and, and seeing guy. But the the one thing that's that, that I will definitely still you know pound the table for is what happened to. Good old competition, Paul. What yeah. happened to athletes who actually want to stare you in the eye and say, I'm better than you and I'm going to prove it instead of just running to the next opportunity to where you think you might be able to get immediate playing time. I get it. Like I get the logic behind it, mm-hmm. but there's something about that that still just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I get it. Like it's, it's one of those things. If you're a quarterback and you're the same year or a year behind a guy who has two years to play, yeah. then you kind of have to, right? Yeah, you kind of have it. to. It, I, get, I get it. But if you are, to me, if you're a skill player in particular of where you can be on the field at any time, yeah, and you're transferring because you're the seventh wide receiver, I get it. If you're transferring because you might be the third wide receiver on a great team, like you gotta grow up. Like right. don't 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 leave Alabama because you, you know, you're the third yeah. wide receiver on that team and you'll be the first one at Mississippi State. Like go ahead and like play for your national title, like get what you've earned. Enjoy the fact that you're going to be wide open because the other two dudes are probably first round draft picks too. So those are the ones that bother me. Like I get like you have to find the place. And if you want to play, especially if your intent is to play professionally, you want to as long as many plays as you can. But um, the one thing I don't get is, okay, I came in as a true freshman. The quarterback here is a junior. You should expect if he's a junior that he should play his junior and senior year. Right. Like that's what you should yeah. expect. Not that he's going to yeah. be so good he's going to leave because you don't know what's going to happen. So if right. you're going to a true freshman and then you transfer after redshirting, to me, that's that's just weak. Right. That's it's funny. Be- yeah, it, it's funny because, you know, at, at the University of Minnesota, the school that I cover, the running back situation, whether it was injury or whether it was one guy having fumbling issues, they used five running backs this year, five. And two different ones got Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors. Like they, it didn't matter who it was, with the exception of one guy. They would plug them in, and they would play, and they used every single one of them. And that's why I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. But when you're talking specifically a quarterback, yes, I would agree. You know, if, if you had the choice between being seen on national television showcasing your skills for, you know, whatever school, as opposed to like sitting on the bench for two more years. I get it. I, I'm not going to begrudge you for that. Like, I get everybody's going to want their opportunity. I, I'll give you an example. Malik Murphy at Texas played three games this year, started yeah, for Texas yes. when Quinn Ewers was out. Arch Manning is behind him. Yep. Quinn Ewers is likely coming back. Yeah. If you're Malik Murphy, you're probably yes. got to go. Like, because you, yes. you know you can yes. start right now. And <laughs> next year, you'll be a redshirt sophomore, which is the first year of your, your being draft eligible. So, yeah. you're probably going to yeah, go. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm only smiling because he was the first guy I thought of when uh, Minnesota quarterback uh, Ethan Calic Manis announced his intention to enter the transfer portal. Malik Murphy was the first guy I thought <laughs> of. I said, you know, he you, you look pretty good in maroon up here, Malik. Uh, why don't you consider coming up to the frozen tundra? I'll, I'll tell you a guy um, who... Uh, may may or may not want to go all the way up there, but Baylor's quarterback Blake Shapen is in the portal, yeah. and he played in the wide zone, so he knows kind of a a power offense. Uh, Minnesota classically has a good offensive line. I know that this year was maybe yes. not their their best year, but I think that that's not one thing that's that was really the problem. It w- it wasn't it wasn't their their best year, but at the from from what we thought this unit was going to be at the beginning of the year to where they ended up, it was. A way better than I ever thought it would be. It was a very, very, very decent offensive line. So yeah, they do consistently have very good offensive line play. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you wind up with Blake, like Blake Shapin's kind of done all he can here. Like it's best for both sides that he goes. Uh, I think uh, somewhere. Yeah. But Minnesota is the kind of school that I think would 
would benefit from him and he could benefit from them. And that I think that'd be an interesting fit. He's not going to be thrown in the wood chipper like he was behind the offensive line at Baylor this year. Um, and uh, it's not going to be like nobody in Minnesota is going to be like, oh, he's the savior. It's just going to be like, yeah. oh, well, he can come and play here and that, that'll be good. So, yeah, th- that's that's pretty much the exact reaction would be like, oh, OK, well, he, yeah, he's from he's in what school in Texas? Oh, Texas. Oh, he, he's got to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that'd be, I'm sure he'll be great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, what are your thoughts, by the way? We mentioned Jonathan Smith getting that yeah. job at Michigan State. I think. I mean, if you want to tell, like, there's there's only been a few hires made. You know, I know that uh, Indiana did just hire Kurt Signetti from James Madison, which is a, a really good hire. Uh, but uh, but I do think that the top two hires are Mike Elko at A&M and Jonathan Smith at Michigan State. And I think, I mean, not to knock Mike Elko, I think he's going to do a fantastic job there. But Jonathan Smith is the best hire that would have happened in this cycle for whoever hired him, and especially for Michigan State, who needed a good hire badly. Yeah, I think I think Michigan State did did a pretty darn good job of getting the guy that they wanted. I think Michigan State is going to be happy with the, with the results in the next two three years when he really gets his hands on that program and gets to do what he does best. So I think Michigan State did well. To be honest with you, Paul, I, I don't mind the. I don't. It's I, I'm a little bit caught in, in with Texas A and M specifically because you spend so much money to get rid of Jimbo Fisher that you would have in my. My thought process is, you know, no disrespect to Coach Elko, but it's like you spend so much money to get rid of Jimbo Fisher and Mike Elko is is in a it almost feels underwhelming in a sense. And that's again, not to take anything away from him. I think it had to be underwhelming. Honestly. Like it had to be like AM needs to do something that is disgustingly practical. I, I thought I, I would have wanted, well, I, no, I should say not me personally, but I, I thought when it looked like it was going to be Mark Stoops, I, in my mind, I said, I think that's going to be a great hire. I thought I think so that's too. Gonna be, I thought yeah. that's going to be a, a, a home run hire for Texas A&M. And when it ended up not being Mark Stoops, I think it's, I think I'm only feeling this way just what, just because of how everything played out. Yeah. That's, that's why. But I think my, I don't like, from what I'm to understand, I don't know if Mark Stoops was really ever in the water or if Jimmy Sexton, his agent put him in the water and told him yeah. like, and threw that out there um, and let it slip because I, he, he got, um, because it was right after they beat their biggest in-state rival in a game, and AM was out there and reportedly interested in him. So what better way to make sure that your school, you know, throws you a couple extra mil uh, than yeah, to, yeah. to capitalize on those the emotions of, oh, my God, we beat Louisville. Oh, no, the coach is leaving. Better give him some money. Okay, he loves yeah. it here. Like, those are the things that might have happened with Mark Stoops. Mike Elko, though, like, and Mark Stoops, the same thing. Those would have been extremely practical hires. Like, yeah. it's not like they're not, you know, Jimbo Fisher was – a big, big fish. And that's what, like, Scott Woodward was the AD when he hired him. If you look at what he's done at LSU since then, he has hired um, big fish after big fish when it comes to jobs. You know, and he's, he's had to fill football, women's basketball, men's basketball, and baseball, right, Garrett? Yeah, and baseball. And baseball. And all those jobs, he did not go for someone that you were like, who's this guy now? Like, oh, he's got yeah. a good little resume. That's that's clever. That's crafty. Like, Scott Woodward, I mean, for women's basketball, he hired Kim Mulkey. Like, you know, yeah. three national titles, he hired Kim Mulkey. Um, you and I know her well. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Miss, miss covering her, in fact. She was always one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, she was always she was always one of my favorites because she always she always kept it real with us. Like yeah. I mean, that's I appreciated the candor. That's yeah. why. That's I, what look, I, I always did appreciate the candor, but it uh, like it got a little tiring. Like it. Yeah, just, I can understand. Yeah, I can understand. Especially that. when you weren't the national championship winner in the basketball department that year. Yeah, and yeah. you just got mad and left so i i I will say i will say the the thing that you know and i know we're getting off track here but the thing that i will say about her that always annoyed the ever-living crap out of me was when she would we'd be in a press conference and she would say this is what you should be writing you should put this i'm like no it doesn't work that way like yeah that's that's not really how it works kim yeah absolutely so yeah they uh (laughs) um 
Yeah, I, I, like I'll tell you. I mean, like, there were times where it was really fun. Uh, and, you know, but there were times, did you, you didn't go to Bowling Green, did you? No, uh, no, I, no, I, I went to, I mean, we went to Oklahoma city a couple times. Yeah. We went to Dallas. Uh, we went to, I can't remember where else we went to, but no, I didn't go I to Bowling Green. There no. were a group of media that we all bonded for having to go cover. And that was the best team she had was the Brittany Griner 40 and team that yeah, we, right. we, we covered them in Bowling Green, Ohio. I think Nick might've no. been there. That but was yeah. the year I got there. I okay. oh, I got there. I got there just at the beginning of that basketball. It was in November of 2011. Yeah. So, so just yeah. So Nick Nick Canizales would have been would have been on that trip probably. That would have been Ty, that, that would, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. Uh, okay, Tyler. Tyler oh. was Tyler was on that trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So Tyler would have been on that trip. And I'll tell you. Um, and all I'm not. Gonna, I've already ragged on it on the show before. But uh, yeah. Uh, Bowling Green University is the only place that's thrilled to go on the road for games. Uh, <laughs> just, I bet. Just please. I, I mean, bet. That's me. I was there right. for four days having to cover uh, two women's basketball games that were not going to be close. Like it yeah, was not right. going to like, it was not like later on as they got in the tournament, although none of them were really close, close, but um, those two games in particular, they played when, and Jerry Hill and I did not get there until the middle of the first half of the first game because we were flying from Albuquerque. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because that's where the men were. And so we, the, flo- we flew oh, there. Oh, yeah. We flew there. So we went from Albuquerque to Toledo, then got in the rental car and drove to Bowling Green. And we got there. When I got to the first game, it was 44 to 8. And, there were, and they hadn't hit the under 8 timeout yet. Oh my God. So they had that, like, they were still two TV timeouts away from being at halftime. And that's what the score was. <laughs> and so I was like, Good God. Yeah. I sat down and, um, um, golly. I can't remember who was sitting next to me. It was a like an, it was a pretty prominent ESPN. Per, it was like it wasn't Rebecca Lobo. It was uh-huh. one like it was one of the main ESPN people from the women's basketball broadcasts in the seat right next to me. And Bowling right. Green's gym is very very small. Um, okay, it's very small. So like I had really great seats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, on media row. And so I turned around like, oh, what I miss? Not much of anything really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they played Florida in the next one and, and beat them badly, which anytime uh, the Gators lose and Angel gets his wings. Uh, I was just so, about to say, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't mind, I didn't mind that all. And I will tell you this story and this will kind of wrap up the first segment of small talk because we've got yeah. to get to talking to old CFP and, and this weekend. Um, but Florida had their post player was a, was a was a girl from England who was really good, and they asked her in the press conference, "Are you? Is this a different challenge playing against somebody like Brittany Griner, who's so unique and talented and skilled and tough?" And she's like, "Oh no, I've I've played uh, I've played many good players internationally, and she's she's really no different than them." And I was like, all of us were like, "Oh girl, oh boy, oh, oh boy, man, that was not good." Um, no. And here's the thing. She said it the last question of the press conference as Brittany was walking in to mm. do theirs. So Brittany mm. heard like nobody even had to add like it never had to be like bulletin boarded to her. It was just right. like, oh, I heard that. Just served <laughs> right on a platter right, right there. So you know what God. happened less than a minute into that game? Brittany Kreider dunked on her. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all the, I'm, I'm just, of all the things to say, I'm just shaking my head at I, the, wow, the lack of awareness I, in, of the situation. And I would like to think that Brittany said, you don't see that in Sussex, do you, girl? Bam! <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> Tea and here's your crumpets right in your eye hole. Bam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was one of the coolest sports moments I've ever seen in my life. I bet. <laughs> It was because again, not many girls dunk one and two, not many do it because they're enraged. (laughs) We could, we could do a whole separate show on the Louisville game from the year after. Oh yeah. We were there. We were there. there, And I remember being courtside for that game and I, oh my God, we could do a whole show on that game alone. And how wild that was. Yeah, absolutely. All right. When we come back, we'll jump back into uh, college football and the college football playoff committee and championship weekend and how wild this could get. Although 
it could be very boring. Like it could be one of two extremes, totally chalk and totally expected and totally boring or absolute utter chaos and anger. That's what could happen. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back. Pierre Newsham, Fox 9, Minneapolis. And Pierre, you'll have to text me when you get around to the amazing race from, from last yes. night. I did not actually, you know, it took me almost a full week to catch up to the one from the previous week. So, yeah. uh, so I was, yeah, I will, I was take care of that just to say happy that the team that got eliminated, got eliminated. Okay. Um, they, okay. Like I, like I enjoy their story, except yeah. they were not fun to watch. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I have a feeling, I, I, I have a feeling I might know which, ah, I think I know which team you're talking about, but now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, that actually that could go for like three or four of the no, teams this, left. Th- not this week, the one last week, Thanksgiving week. Um, oh, yes. The, the two yes. ladies. Yes. Kinda yeah, like, yeah. They had a nice story yeah. of like, you know, how they've kind of persevered through some personal trauma. Yes. But Correct. they were not like, they were kind of exhausting to watch. <laughs> I, I I agree entirely entirely with that assessment, and we we felt the same way when I saw them get eliminated. I was just like, you know, the, I'm I'm glad that you persevered through the hardships, but uh, not really going to okay. miss you that much. You remember when D'Angelo Williams was on the show? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I do. I, I was kind of rooting for him until his very end, and he was like, "I hate the show. I'm never coming back." I was like, yeah, not, "I was like, well, now not, I'm glad you lost." Not only that. But he went on, I saw him go on an ESPN interview to talk about the show specifically, and he just reiterated how much he would never do the show again and how much he hated it. And I was just like, what is your problem? Like, are you kidding me? This is an awesome opportunity. Like, are you mad because you're not getting jet flying, like the first class hotels that you're used to with the Carolina Panthers? Come on, man. Like, this is, come on. I also think that they stay in pretty nice hotels when they're. Yeah, they have, I mean, that. Well, back sometimes in the day when the they, show used to, sometimes they stay in like a camper or something as like a like a. I think the show. I think the show has gotten soft over the years. Like remember, yeah. there'd be sometimes they'd make them sleep on the street in India just to wait to get a train ticket the next morning. Well, they, they, yeah, I think they, they haven't done that in a couple of years. But yeah, they yeah. they needed. But I'll tell you, like this year, I'm 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 Team Rob and Corey. That's who I want to win. I I like them. Yeah, yes, I like them. I'm I fine. Like, like I'll just tell you, um, after this week, I'm fine with anyone who's left. Okay. Good enough like, for me. I'm good. I'm, like I, I'm fine with anyone who's left. So I, I'm I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm yeah. yeah. I think all the teams that I, I didn't have a very good affinity for have already been gone by Look, now. There's only one team that's ever won that I absolutely did not want to win, and that was the Holdernesses. And that's because I don't respect what they do. Which which one was that one? That was a couple which years one? ago. They're the ones who the like they do the music videos with the family. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, was not. I'm, I'm with you 100. There have been a few teams. There's been more than one for me where I'm like, meh. But at the same time, too, it's like, you know, yeah, that they were the worst. 
Yeah, 100%. I don't like. And the thing is, I didn't like them coming in. Uh, you know, no, I didn't no, like. like I, I, I've been. I'd grown tired of what they were. That like I think of them, and I think of Adam Scott's family from Step Brothers. <laughs> like that's my yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so hundred percent singing in a car on the way yeah. of the dinner. Yes. Oh my god. Three thousand dollars a week voice lessons. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is all I get. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna watch that scene specifically when we're done here. Watch <laughs> that, and then watch one of their videos and tell me that's not the dynamic that's going on behind the scenes there. <laughs> well, you got it. You got yeah. it. I'll report back. Exactly. I will report back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this week is conference championship week. Um, there are not like Alabama and Georgia. It's only a surprise in that Alabama didn't look that great to start the year, but they've played well lately. Uh, Michigan and Iowa was always going to be Iowa and probably somebody else. And that yeah. one, Michigan is 23 and a half point favorites. And if Kirk Ferentz, you know, um, sells his soul to the devil at the crossroads. Maybe they'll win that game six to five. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and then he'll stand to the microphone and go, this is my opus. And then just evaporate into the, into the ether. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm actually, I'm looking at my phone right now because I want to check the actual updated line. Is it still 23 and a half? It was 23 and a half this morning. Um, okay. It probably, that's probably still, it probably still is 23 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, oh, actually, I see. Actually, you know what? It has come down on one website that I'm looking at, and I'm going to bet that immediately. I can okay. tell you that right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I'll look, I'll still bang the under because Michigan's going to have a hard time doing what they yeah. normally do. But there's the under when Michigan plays is not like when it's Iowa and Minnesota or what was Iowa and Nebraska was, I guess it was exciting if you, um, if you had a dog in the hunt, but if you yeah. were just watching it between day after Thanksgiving outings, it was like, eh, are the dolphins See, on yet? Like that's what I kept yeah, thinking. I, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then, and then once you saw, once you realized they were playing the Jets, and you realized how that whole thing played out too, you're kind of like, eh, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, but, you're a Dolphins fan, you probably loved it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I loved every minute of it. You know how I feel about the New York Jets, so you you know <laughs> yeah. I loved absolutely every single second of that game. But yeah, except so, for the part where Jalen Phillips got hurt. That yeah. sucked, yeah. but outside um, of that. But no, game. there's – look, nobody, nobody experienced as much pain in the last two weeks as I have. It's like, let's not even – let's I, let's my not. My condolences, yes, let's yes. Let's not, you know. Yes. We'll get, and we'll get – like, that's, that's the game that's going to affect this the most. Is yeah, Florida State I agree. Because yes. – even though I think Alabama and the that Jalen Miller is kind of a nightmare for everybody right now because he's really in his bag, like he's just he's just rolling along. Georgia's just really, really good, and I, I mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure that that Alabama can can make the mistakes that they've made against everybody else all year and beat Georgia. Like that's yeah. that's kind of like Garrett, are you with me? Like, yes, Alabama's playing really good, but they're playing really good. It's in like the SEC West was not the best this year. It's probably the worst year of the SEC West in a long time. And Alabama was able to get by, and they've not really corrected any of the little things they do wrong. The only thing that's different, I think, from early in the season now is Jalen Milrow's not afraid of his own shadow anymore. Well, that and I think the competition of defenses they face. Like I don't think they've really faced anybody that's pushed them defensively except for Texas. Yeah, and when you go up against Georgia I think that's what's gonna be the difference and it's to a point now where even like a couple of years ago I think you could say that if it got down to coaching Bama would have the edge with Nick Saban over Kirby but I think Kirby that torch has kind of been passed and I don't know if that you can even make that argument anymore yeah that's that's true so that one like Michigan and Iowa will only affect this like I said if demons are involved (laughs) you know if, if sorcery and you know whatever else you know if there's some sort of Macbeth style agreement at the beginning of the game that Kirk yeah. Ferentz made. I don't know, but, um, but Florida state and Louisville will definitely affect this and not to knock Texas and Oklahoma state and Oklahoma state fans. I think Oklahoma state, you know, if they play their perfect game can win this thing. It's just what they do and what Texas is good at is a terrible matchup. You know, yeah. Ollie Gordon versus that defensive line is just a bad matchup for Oklahoma State. You're going to have to rely on Alan Bowman to do something he hasn't really done all that much, even though he's played pretty well um, this year. But Florida State and Louisville is the game that could affect it because Louisville's played really well. Um, now, they're coming off a, a big upset loss. And 
you know, they missed their shot. However, outside at the college football playoff, that's over. Now they can no. only keep their conference out of it and win a conference title in the ACC in football, which would be for the first time. But I, and this might be my rosy fan glasses on. I think Tate Rodemaker will play much better against Louisville, even though Louisville's defense is better than Florida's. Um, he'll play much better against Louisville because Louisville is not Florida. Because that game has so – like, if you're, if you're a school that has a rival, I will just tell you that the only games that I can think that have as much weight as Florida-Florida State – does because in the 90s the national championship was determined by the winner like whoever yeah. won that was playing in the national title game more than likely so because of that history it's really like michigan ohio state oklahoma and texas are the only ones and not to, every other rivalry is great like you got to see florida of rosedale every year great rivalry really intense yeah. everybody cares right. but take florida of rosedale and put like actual stakes on it Yes. And that's what the Florida-Florida State rivalry is, and that's what that game meant for, especially if one of the teams in it has actual stakes. Even if the other one doesn't, the chance to play spoiler, like, it is heavy. Same with yeah. Florida State and Miami. So you can kind of throw some of the stuff out the window because if you know a game where everybody's going to be on their P's and Q's, it is that one. There are very few blowouts in the game. They're, like – Nobody really runs away with it. When there are, it's just such a far outlier that people don't even remember it. Like, yeah. you'd have to be a deep fan to be like, oh, you remember in 02 when this happened? And you're like, oh, yeah, that was weird, huh? Because the games remember the tight ones. I think Tate Rodemaker will play better, and hopefully better is enough against Louisville because it is not Florida. So do we are we, are we getting into who we think is going to get in? Or do who are we talking about who we want like, to see okay, get in? I want to know who you want to see get in. Uh, so I, I here's here's what I who I want to see get in. To be honest with you, I, and I think I probably already know like three of the teams that are. It, it probably seems like it's likely like three of these teams are going to get in. I kind of want to see Oregon get in. Yeah, I, I want it. I don't think even if Oregon beats Washington, which I think they will, for the record. Even if Oregon beats Washington, I'm not 100% convinced that they are going to get in regardless. But um, you know, if, if Alabama somehow beats Georgia, then then that's a really curious situation because you're looking at Washington or you're looking at Oregon with their one loss to Washington. You're looking at Alabama, their one loss to Texas. And we're talking about, well, who's who's more deserving of getting in and who's so Personally, I would like to see Oregon sneak it in there as probably the number four team because I think they're just a fun team to watch. And I would like to see Bo Nix. Personally, I would like to see Bo Nix on a national stage yeah. to see how he embraces the moment. So that's my own personal one. Outside of that, I mean, I, my expectation is it's going to be Michigan and Georgia. And, um, you know, could you, it be Florida State? Do you Maybe? Think, okay. I, do you think this? Do you think the committee has the stones? To have Florida State say win the game uh, like they did last week, twenty like yeah. it, it yeah. like a game like they did last week against Louisville, sure. and be undefeated but without Jordan Travis and clearly very different, and yeah. and skip them for Texas. That's a I I I think uh, to be honest with you, I think they would do it. I think they would do it. I I, I would. I would lean if if that's if that is the choice you're presenting to me and what I think the committee will do, I think they would do it. I think they would pull the trigger and have Texas in to the final four because you're right. I mean, without Jordan Travis, it, it does. Let's be honest, even though it's even though it's not fair, I the, the committee, I don't know. I would love to have a member of the committee on because I would love to pick their brain in terms of what they believe would make the best entertainment because this is it. This is, you have to pick the final four teams. that would make the best TV, maybe the most compelling storyline. Does Florida state hey, without Jordan Travis that's present pretty that? compelling though, right? I like agree. In one, I, but, I agree. And look, I, I, I think this, if Florida state loses, they really don't have a leg to stand on. No, not they, they don't have none. a leg to stand on. I don't think if you don't win your conference, you should get in, it, this year, like last year, TCU, they didn't win, but I thought they should be in because 
everybody else behind them also didn't have that on their resume, right? Sure. So like it was, you got to put TCU in because the the way that this fell was was this certain way, right? And yeah. and there was a level there was a level of vindication to that when they beat Michigan. Of course, yeah. we all know what happened in the title game, but I mean there was a but, level of vindication but, to that when they beat Ge- Michigan. Georgia might have done something similar to Michigan, like they were that yeah. good. Like it yeah. maybe it wasn't going to be sixty five to seven, but right, it, right. it might have been really bad. And then yeah, and then your argument would have been moot either way because. The um, Tim Brando was on our show yesterday, and he, he oh yeah, he, yeah, he's on our show all the time. Love having Brando on. He's uh, great. Yeah. So Brando said this, and I, I like he said a lot of people, analysts, kind of push these narratives because they don't want to watch other teams. So yeah. they're just like they've picked these are the teams they want to watch, and so if you're not in that little group then it's not interesting to them. So yeah. that's why like the TCU narrative popped up last year was like, Oh, well we, we told you like, well, they did beat Michigan, man. I mean, like, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Yeah, let's, 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 let's see here. Look. And sometimes they just can't admit like that Georgia team was just such a juggernaut. Like they, they would have beaten like 2022 Georgia mm-hmm. is up there to me with 2005, Texas, 2019 LSU. And you know, 2013 FSU, like of the teams that are just so stacked with dudes that, right. yes, that, you know, and it, look, 2013 FSU because of poor coaching uh, did not blow out Auburn in the championship game, but they blew out everybody else that they played. But right. uh, they had just dudes like that lo- roster was just loaded with guys. Um, I'd put them at the bottom of this, but like you know. 95 Nebraska, like those teams that yeah, just right. would, it does Miami, not matter. Oh, yeah, my yeah. 01 Miami, 01 yeah. Miami would beat maybe any team. I think 19 LSU is yeah, the team I think though. could kind of hang with 01 Miami, but 01 Miami, they were like, so deep. I mean, like yeah. they like they have backups in 01 that are going to be Hall of Famers. That like, team they could were, beat the Jets now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of who it was. Andre Johnson was a was not the number one wide receiver on 01 Miami. Right. 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 He was on that team, but he wasn't the number one receiver yet. You know, yeah. they had like those those dudes there, um, you know, uh, or like guys who were like Santana Moss. It's like multi-year, right. all, you know, pro bowler, not a Hall of right. Famer, but, you know, still when he was in the league was just dirty. Jeremy. Sh- yeah. Like Kelly. Kellen Winslow. Jeremy Shockey. Was, was Ed Reed still on that team? Oh, yeah, Ed Reed was on that yeah. team, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, Sean Taylor was on that team. <laughs> yeah, Sean Taylor was on that team. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. You know, so, like, they're just dudes. So, sometimes you just have to be like, look, I, it's rough that, that you had to run up against that team. There's yeah. not a team in college football that's like that this year. There's no. not that team that, you know, their opponents are going to wake up in the middle line and go, no, Tommy Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. Personally, yeah. and I agree with you on that completely. Personally, in my opinion, I think Michigan is the best team. I, I think I, uh, not not by not by some grossly wide margin, but I I do from my my eyeballs tell me Michigan is that team this year, and and I think that the college football playoff kind of is saying it's theirs to lose. I know it kind of sounds extreme, but but I have a hard time seeing which team is going to beat Michigan moving forward this year. Yeah, I do. I do too. Like they're, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're, they're set up. Well, I am curious to see what happens with Michigan though, when they play stud wide receivers and running backs. Yeah. Fair. Because Ohio state hung with them and Ohio state's problem was the quarterback. Honestly, Kyle McCord is good, but he's not great. He's, he's fine, right. but right. he's not like, uh, if CJ Stroud was playing on that Ohio state team, Michigan probably loses. Um, yeah, but yeah. so if they do play, if Michigan plays Bo Nix or Quinn Ewers and, yeah. or, or, or even Michael Penix, like if he yeah. play, they play those guys, Carson Beck, like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a lot different. It, I'm we'll, looking forward we're, to that. We're going to, it's going to be a lot different. All right. We've got to tear down the studio, put the, put the lav mic on and do our picks. That's coming up next. This is 365 sports. 
Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected, get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. See all the things they can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears. It's another time to speak with Samantha Duvall from TexasBeefHouse.com. Handles the marketing and someone that you will talk to a lot when you do call for the great product of the Texas-raised Wagyu beef. It's college football season, tailgating. It's a big deal. People love to put beef and pork and chicken, etc. on the grill. Let me know what you have. We've got everything. If you've got a morning game, you can get our breakfast sausage or our bacon. You can tailgate with some breakfast tacos if you've got an afternoon or evening game. We, of course, got our hamburger patties, their half-pound patties, four patties to a package, and we even have jalapeno and cheese patties. They're amazing. They'll blow your mind. Just that extra flavor, not too spicy. They have a high-heat cheese, so they don't melt on the grill, and our patties don't shrink up on the grill either. Anytime you order, use our code SICKEM10 to get 10% off your order of $100 or more. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas-raised Wagyu from our pasture to your plate. That's Samantha the Duval, TexasBeefHouse.com. There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marco's Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marco's.com to order and stop by Marco's Pizza in Bellmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marco's. Pizza lovers get it. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back to the Triple Option. Paul Catalina, Pierre Newsham, Garrett Ross, and Jack McKenzie. You'll hear Jack shouting out uh, things from the back of the room as we make picks here. <laughs> um, okay, Pierre, you are at 48 and 17. A, a solid 12 games in front of me. Okay. Still two games in front of Jack. Okay. 15 games in front of Garrett, and now 16 Ooh. games in front of Levi, who has fallen to the back of the pack and is below 500. At 32 and 33, after a couple of bad weeks, we'll start out. Hold on, I gotta get my phone because <laughs> Levi's picture on here. <laughs> All right, out of frame for a second. Sorry, Garrett, you told me not to do that. Uh, yeah. So. All right. So, let's find Levi's text. All right, we'll start with Oregon and Washington. Levi is taking Oregon. Eventually, Levi is taking Oregon. There he is. Okay. Levi's taking Oregon. Garrett, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to ride with the Ducks as well. Okay. Uh, I think they should have won that first game. I know there was some talk about Dan Lanning's decisions to go for it on fourth down, but I, I still stand by that. All right, Jack, who you got? Pierre doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pierre, Pierre, who you got? I mentioned in the previous segment I'm taking Oregon. I think Oregon's going to win it. All right. Jack's going for the Huskies. Woof, 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 instead of quack, quack, quack. 
So Jack has picked the Huskies. I'm going Oregon in this one. I think that they've played better down the stretch. They have um, that game was 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 really strange, right? I mean, it like it came down to a, you know some fourth down calls that were made by Dan Lanning. They didn't work out uh, the way he wanted them to, mostly because the the play calls were not great. I think that changes this time around. I've got the Ducks, Oklahoma State, and Texas. I'll keep this one short and sweet because I it's hard for me to wax rhapsodic about the Texas Longhorns, but their defense is too good, and as good as Ollie Gordon has been, he's running to the teeth of Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. I gotta, I gotta go with the horns here. Hook them. I'm going with you. Yeah. All right, Jack. Who you got? What? Horns. Oh, he's got the horns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Garrett. Yeah, hook them. Okay. Let's, let's go. Come on. Are my fingers greasy or something? I don't know. There we go. It's been a struggle today. And Levi also picked the horns. So, there we go. All right, uh, Levi has picked, as most people probably will, he's gone Ugga here. So we'll put Ugga in for him. Garrett, who you got? Yeah, give me Georgia in this one. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Jack. Georgia. Jack's going Georgia. Okay, Pierre. I, you know, part of me is thinking that I should, you know, be be sporty, sporting with Jack here, but uh, maybe not on this game. I'm going to go, I'm going to take Georgia. Okay, he's going to take Georgia. All right, I'm also going to take Georgia. I don't think Alabama can play as sloppy as they have all year long and beat Georgia. I, I think that um, it's the penalties, it's the... It's those kind of things that they normally don't do that, that, that's gotten this team in trouble, so I'm going to go with them. All right. Let's just, let's just take a survey right now. Okay. And I'll, 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 we'll skip through the rigmarole of all this. <laughs> I probably should have picked a different championship game, but we're doing the P5 because they all affect the playoff. Does anyone in this room smoke crack? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, since that's the case, I'm just going to go ahead and put Michigan <laughs> on. I think, Paul, Paul, I think the game should be, does anyone think Iowa's going to score more than three? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm not doing that to Levi. <laughs> yes. So, yes, everybody has Michigan. Although I almost almost screwed Levi there. <laughs> All right, yes. And I am, even though Levi's not in the room, I can tell you from his general demeanor that crack is not a part of his life. No, not at all. <laughs> crack He's, free for Levi. He is not energetic enough, or does he he doesn't come in and like say crazy enough things for me to think that he is uh, you know on the rock at all so (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so we'll start back to front again levi is clearly afraid of me he's picking the knolls garrett tomahawk chop thank you buddy you're still in good graces there we go jack who does pierre have pierre who you got okay i this this was the game where I thought the I'd be sporting with Jack. I assumed Jack would go with Florida State, so I am willing to go Louisville in this game. You so are, I'll go Louisville. You are dead to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jack, there you go, Florida State. So this one could get weird. Uh, I, uh, of course, am picking my beloved Florida State Seminoles, and I will just say this about this game. Can Florida State lose it? Absolutely. Can Jeff Brom coach? Absolutely. Is Jawar Jordan a problem for the FSU defense that can get a little aggressive and leave running lanes open? Absolutely. Am I afraid of Jack Plummer? No. Absolutely not. That is that is where I think the, the rubber meets the road in that the quarterbacks who have made big plays against Florida State this year, and there's not a whole lot of them, right? But when it happened against Clemson, against LSU, against Duke, even though he was hurt, and against Boston College, and even against Florida – those quarterbacks were all very mobile and dual threat guys. That is not Jack Plummer. He is 
the bus driver's bus driver, and he's done a great job of doing that. But I don't see him getting away from Jared Verse and Kalen Deloach and Derek Farmer and Braden Fisk and all the guys he's going to have coming at him all night long. So while, yes, they might be able to hit some big runs and keep this thing close, and Rodermaker might be a little bit dicey, he's still surrounded by some playmakers. I think FSU gets this done. If style points matter, that's probably not going to be good for them. But I think because it's not Florida and he's got that start under his belt – that Tate Rodemaker will play a little bit smoother, get some more playmakers other than Johnny Wilson involved, and FSU will ultimately win this game. Although, if you are like, if any FSU fans out there or anyone's expecting Florida State to like Rodemaker to just finally find his, you know, sea legs and be Jordan Travis number two, and this is going to be a, a big win, that's not going to happen. That's not really how this team rolls. But I think FSU wins because they have more talent everywhere else and I still think when it comes down to it Rodemaker and Plummer are about the same guy so you know I'll take the guy with the more talent and the better and, and the more playmakers on defense on the other side that is a little bit biased but I do think it comes from a place of extreme knowledge so I'll leave it at that I'll let you assess my assessment of that game I mean, I, I don't really know what else I really can add to that yeah. because I mean, I think I think you just said the whole thing. My only question is, was Jack going to pick Louisville all along? Uh, that was my question. Was, were you going to pick? Would you have picked Louisville? I came in today fully prepared to pick Louisville. He came in fully prepared to pick Louisville. Okay, interesting. I had a, I had a feeling I had a, but you know, since since he since he picked Washington, I you know, listen, I, I'm game. I'm not scared. Yeah, I'm not. Scared. I'm not scared to play it safe. Let's go. You know, I've been playing with house money all all year long. I feel like with this pick and pull. So yeah, let's rock and roll. Look, if uh, if <laughs> if either of you go five and zero, oh, it's gonna be it's in all, in all seriousness though. Does anyone believe that Iowa is gonna score more than seven on Michigan? The, the, anyone? Like, no. The only way they score seven is yeah. if it's two field goals and a safety, or there's some sort of. There's a turnover. Score. Yeah, there's a deep maybe a turnover a deep punch. in red zone. Yeah, yeah I mean like, like that's that's why that's why even when the line came out for Michigan when it opened, I think it opened at 23. I, I said, listen, I was like, I know Iowa's got a great defense, but I, I feel like this game is going to be an absolute massacre. Yeah, in the Big Ten Championship. I, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. Pierre, how do you feel about the Big Ten West ending on Saturday night? Because it'll be oh, over as soon as the yeah. game's over. The Big Ten West is yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. There's. I, I can't believe. Uh, I can't. I can't believe I'm going to reference a a Taylor Swift song. But I'm. I'm looking at them now, saying, "You're on your own, kid." You know, <laughs> like, and then you're on. That's why. That's how I feel looking at the Big Ten West. You're on your own now, guys. I mean, it's okay. it's up to you to to figure out a way. I know she went through Minneapolis on the Eras tour. She did. She had two nights in Minneapolis. I was not at either of them because I don't care that much, but I know how important it is to people. So, you know, I guess I tried to stay hip with the young children. Well, I just didn't know if the girlfriend wanted you to take her or. No, no, okay. no, no, no. That's a, uh, you know, I do have friends that are very big Taylor Swift fans. So I kind of did secondhand knowledge, I suppose. Look, so I would, but, I'll yeah. tell you this. If invited, I would go. Yeah, I would oh, yeah. go. Um, I, I'm I'm I, not going to pay for it though. No, yeah, it's no. way too much. It's no, way this isn't Metallica we're talking about. No. You know, so. Uh, but I respect the game of Taylor Swift. I yeah, respect sure. the game. Yeah, she's like single-handedly keeping the American economy afloat. So, <laughs> I mean, I think I, I, there's a part of me that that wants to say like, if you're if you're just a a hater, like a serious hater of Taylor Swift. I, I think that's you're just being a hater, just to be a hater. Like I, you know, you don't have to like her music, but I don't see anybody who would be like, I got a real problem with this Taylor Swift broad. Yeah. You know, like no, just Kanye, so, <laughs> just yeah. Kanye. And we, <laughs> listen, likes Taylor, hates Taylor, loves Hitler. So I think you know right. where where he lands yeah. on that. So good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you're in the group, like you know what, Kanye West is right. You may need to like assess like what. Yes. You're, yeah. An excellent point. I think you know Kanye thinks Iowa's going to win on Saturday. So you know it's like. <laughs> Yeah. All that, right? <laughs> I would just love him to see like Jim Harbaugh and let you finish, but Kirk Ferentz is the greatest coach yeah. of all time. <laughs> that's right. That's that's, that's what I want to so, see on Saturday. Yeah. That's for sure. No, I do think like if Kirk Ferentz pulls this off, 
Like he's gonna have to like, we're gonna have to strap him in, lie detector, and like, how did you do it? How yeah. how did you find? Because they're not like they're starting quarterbacks not playing. Cade McNamara is not playing. The, the, right. Like he's not been playing for weeks and weeks and weeks now, and they've still Correct. been winning with this backup quarterback. But that's really more about their opponents than it is about them. And yes. even though their defense is fantastic, that when their starting quarterback did play against Penn State, one of the only other good teams on their schedule, they lost thirty-one to zero. Correct. And that's, and that's, I think where, where this game is going to go sideways because yeah, you can play that style of football and beat the, you know, Nebraska's and the Rutgers and, and the Minnesota's of, of the world, but uh, up against this year's Michigan team, uh, the best you can pray for is to survive and you're trying to survive. And I don't think you're going to be able to survive. Yeah. The old, like Kirk Ferentz is the last remaining representative of the college football gods to like, yes. you know, smite Michigan out of it. And it's not like, you know, like they, they rolled out their two best shots at James Franklin and Ryan day. And then I was yeah. like, Oh, well, that's the best way. This is all we got left. You know, yep. maybe yep. one of the other elite coaches will beat them, but here you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, coach, well, again, like coach we, Biden here, let's roll it out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like we said, like we said, if Mich- if Mich- or if Iowa gets to double digit points, like if they even get to ten in this game, I think it's a victory on its own for Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, absolutely. He should be like, guys, what a stellar offensive performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I hope we get. I hope we get the loser of the Pac-12 championship in the bowl game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I want. I think if we score ten against Michigan, then we can score at least twelve against Washington. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. That, right. That's the speech I want to be in there for. Yeah. <laughs> Other than uh, guys, brush your teeth. Uh, yeah. Good job. Make sure you're in by, <laughs> by midnight. <laughs> Do your studies, your arithmetic, and all that stuff. <laughs> your studies. <laughs> Get to chapel in the morning. <laughs> yep. That's very important. Yeah. Yep. Make sure you make sure your bed's made. <laughs> like I, that, those are the post game speeches I think I hear from Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> Sounds about right to me. Yeah, that's for sure. One of you guys is coming by to mow my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Check the sign up sheet to see who it is. <laughs> All right, Pierre, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, coming up uh, on 365 Sports, it's just be me and Craig today, but we've got Angelique Shingelis uh, from the Detroit Free Press to talk about that Michigan Iowa game. We'll have Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network, Max Olson of the Athletic, Taylor McCarg uh, will join us as well, Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, and Jake Spavith Hall News. That's all coming up in an hour right here on 365 Sports. Have a great weekend, everybody. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 